Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan, home of the wildly entertaining podcast released every Tuesday and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Go to clevelandsportsfan.com for links to our podcast, YouTube channel, and Patreon page. Hey everyone, as I said, I'm Scott Davis. We have a special show for you today. Uh... Apparently, we are a day late and a dollar short for putting a show out, so I put this show together special for you. I have my best friend from high school coming on today to talk sports. My friend and I have been together since... Our freshman year, we were in Boy Scouts together. We used to go to football games together because Lord knows nobody ever went to an Indians game. Uh, We hung out every day pretty much from 1985 to 1992. Let me introduce to you Mr. Bob Kavanaugh. Probably the second biggest sports head out of all of us that hung out with each other back then. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get this on the road. Here is Mr. Bob Kavanaugh and myself discussing the Cleveland Browns. Um, so I was having a talk with a guy the other day, uh, another Bob, and we were discussing the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland area. Uh, Cleveland area has 281,000 people right now. I live in a city with 4 million. Big difference there. We were talking about whether sports teams were going to move or not. And he thought I was absolutely nuts in saying that Cleveland may be a team that at some point in time may decide to leave. 
that area just because of the fact that the city is not able to produce enough work to bring people in. The city of Cleveland has been on a decline of population since 1987. I think, I think what people miss though, is that the metropolitan area is not losing people. The city of Cleveland is absolutely, it's absolutely losing people in droves, but the metropolitan area isn't, isn't shrinking. And I think the one thing about the Browns that, uh, um, especially since, since they, uh, since they came back, um, in 99 is that, I mean, they sell out every game beginning of the year. You can't get a season ticket now. <laughs> you used to be able to get season tickets anytime and they would sell out, you know, the, the, the December games would sell out last sometime in sometime right before they, right before, uh, um, game time, but, but, uh, um, but now, I mean, you can't even get a season ticket anymore. If the Browns are any good at all, um, whoever owns the Browns is making money. So, um, uh, no, I think his name is Jimmy Haslam, but I'm not sure. About yeah, it's Jimmy Haslam. You got it. Uh, he owns, and he owns, uh, he owns, uh, well, he used to, he used to own pilot flying J the truck stops. Did, so, does he not own it anymore? Um, he was, uh, indicted. Uh, for like all kinds of uh, fraud. Some yeah, but I heard he got off. Uh, it was some sort of deal. So, and part of the deal was he's not, uh, he doesn't hold the same position at the company anymore. So it's okay. He makes enough money now. Oh, trust me. I'm, it's his money. So I'm sure he, I'm sure he has a printing press in the back of those truck stops. So, <laughs> so, so in, in what I was talking about, I was aiming this a little bit more towards the Cleveland Indians at this point in time. Yep. Because of the fact that, uh, okay, one of the things that I've noticed over the past three years is Michael Antonetti, the Dolans, are constantly saying now, this is what we can do in Cleveland. Yep. This is how much money we can spend here. Yep. This year, the city of Las Vegas has made it known that they want a baseball team. Yep. I think there's baseball teams in worse shape than the Indians. However, I think you're absolutely right. They're they're right for the pick. And I think I think their uh, lease is up at the end of the decade. So I don't uh, not I can't. It's, it's I think it's 24. I think they signed a 30 year lease in '94 when they opened up. So I think uh, unless so they, that'll be 2024. That's only three yeah, years away. I know. I know. I know. And they don't sell out. I mean, they they they're a horrible draw on week on weeknights. Most weekend games, they're close to a sellout, but they shrunk the size of the stadium three, four years ago, right before the World Series year. They sh- they actually shrunk the capacity from forty two thousand. It's like thirty three thousand now. Um, they took mm. they they added a bunch of bar areas and a bunch of uh, um, like stand up you know, stand up batter's eye bars and stuff in the outfield. And, um, they've got all these, all these bells and whistles now, um, party areas that are all standing room only kind of areas. Um, but they closed part of the upper deck. They did all, they did all kinds of stuff to kind of make it more cozy, but the net result was, you know, it's easier to sell out, but you can fit less people, which I would think means you like make less money. 
Um, well, I'm, I'm not an expert at that. So <laughs> it, it does, but it doesn't. It's, it's, it's kind of like I, when I work at the Rangers stadium here, I, I see what they've done here. Uh, the Lexus club is adults only. Uh, you can get hard liquor, different stuff like that there. They have a second section that is basically an all-you-can-eat-free-food area. You purchase a mm-hmm. ticket, you get to eat food the whole time. I don't know mm-hmm. why you would want to do that in 110-degree heat, but then again, we have a dome now, so who cares? Oh, uh, got, it. got it, yeah. <laughs> which which yeah. is going to be one of my arguments for the Cleveland Browns at some point in time. They, they I, I, I understand. We'll, we'll hit that hey. a little bit later. That's an ec- economic thing, though. And, and I understand the purity of football. And, and I, I remember going to the stadium in snow and watching the Broncos kick our butt. Oh, yeah, I think you and I went together that time. I think you and I did. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there are reasons why I like a dome. And, and I'm, I'm a purist still. Leave, leave the freaking roof open. Let it snow on people. I don't care during a football game. But to have a space that you can actually put 90,000 people in for a concert, to make money yeah. off of. Yeah. Economically, Cleveland is the best place for a dome. Mm-hmm. I would never want it for a baseball stadium. I would never really want it for a football stadium, but I think you need it for a football stadium. Oh, yeah. I mean, just all you have to do is look at Indianapolis, what they've got with uh, the, the Lucas Oil Stadium and before that, the Hoosier Dome. They, they, get all the, they get all kinds of conventions. And I mean, you can, the NCAA tournament, they played it in, the downtown Indiana. Nobody had to leave their hotel. They could just go in those. They have an underground tunnel system that they can walk from hotel to hotel, to convention center, to, to the two stadiums, to, you know, everything's connected and they could do the same kind of thing in Cleveland, but you'd have to have a political will behind it. So right now, well, is it the political will or is it the uh, NFL will. will do it? I mean, I, I think it could be done very easily, but you have to, uh, you have to uh, convince, um, you know, the dock, the, the port authority and the, you have to, all we have to do is, there's no reason for Burke Lakefront Airport to exist. There's no reason for that airport to be there. I would, I would agree today. with that all except yeah. for the one fact that the, uh, the Coast Guard still uses it. Right. Um, but the station's on the other side of the airport. Right. But. But secondly, it is an executive airport right next to the stadium. And ultimately, I am hoping that the Indian Stadium will be right next to it on the other side. Um, the other side is actually a, 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 it's a parking lot. It's the dock. It's the Port Authority. Well, it's, it's a dock where they bring in uh, coal, coke, yeah. gravel, coke, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that doesn't. I mean, that's the perfect place for the Indians stadium. Have both stadiums right next to each other. You have the rapid transit terminal right there, so you can literally take the rapid right down to to the stadium. It's 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 a no brainer to me. 
I love Jacobs Field. I do, but it's a uh, it's in a very weird place. Ah, it's, right, it's right next to the, it's right next to uh, um, whatever you want to call it, Gund Arena, Quicken Loans Arena. It's the cab right next to where the Cavs play. So yeah, it's right there. It's yeah. right next to the Wolstein Center. It's very um, easy to get. It's very easy to get to from nice right on the highway, right where seventy one and seventy seven ninety all come together. So it's very easy to get to. You don't have to actually get. You don't have to actually drive in the city to get to it. Right. I'm right off the freeway. Well, so, that's uh, when 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 John and Nova and I uh, and Kristen went to the game. We took the rapid all the way in. But then wasn't it a heck of a long walk through the through uh, Tower City and through the Gund Arena to get to it, wasn't it? It's about a mile. I, I don't know. I got you. Kristen and I walk a lot, so it, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was no big deal to, to us, but um, yeah. 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 Anyways. I don't know. I just thought there, there's so much they could – our lakefront, Cleveland's lakefront – from sports from you could have the only time that that airport ever has any traffic is like they always they always show it off oh it's all-star weekend in cleveland look at all the celebrities getting off their planes at burke lake front airport it's like otherwise it's life flight camps out there and the coast guard helicopter doesn't even stay there there's no coast guard helicopter in cleveland anymore there's one in buffalo there's one in buffalo one in erie one in detroit one in toledo there's no no Coast Guard helicopter in Cleveland anymore. So there's no, there's not even any reason for Burke Lakefront to exist. I mean, but like you said, it's the executives. Somebody's keeping it open. I don't know. I, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it's, it's yeah. the only place that's affordable to fly a, a corporate jet out of. I don't um, know what it costs to fly a corporate jet. So Hopkins, Hopkins landing fees are, 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 extremely high hmm. but you know that's i don't know, I, I don't you know. know that's a lot of, that's all that's a lot of that's a lot of acreage man it's that's a cool. lot of acreage yeah. and, and it's not in it's it, the runways are not in good shape yeah chicago got rid of theirs chicago got rid of their lakefront airport so Can't i mean I, that's prime real estate too that's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That is an area that I would love to. Yeah. I, I would totally love to see that built up into something besides condos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it seems to me that, that they just build condos. Have you been down to the new flats area? Yeah. Off yeah. topic here. Yeah, yeah. How is it now? Uh, both, both sides are going to come back. Um, though the east side of the flats is actually better than the west side now, or it used to be the other way around. The, the east side of the flats is actually more uh, kind of well-developed now uh, on the comeback trail. But, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of good places to eat down there. Um, like over by the Odeon and all that? Uh, no, closer to the uh, – it's clo- um, closer to uh, – it's closer to the mouth of the Cuyahoga now, up towards Whiskey Island, farther. Oh, it's, really? Yes, they they're, they develop way down 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 closer to the warehouse district. Mm. So it's kind of like a kind of like a extension of the warehouse district sort of thing. 
So the warehouse district kind of is what shut down the flats, all, all the new development in the warehouse district, which is like right across route two from the stadium. Yeah. It was like medical center or something like that. Oh, that that's, that's, that, that's, that's straight across from the stadium, but West of that between the convention center and the flats is the warehouse district. And there's a lot of clubs, lots of, lots of clubs, lots of really good restaurants. Well, that's where empire was. And uh, I think so. Yeah. I never went there, but I've heard of it. Yep. Uh, what was the other one? Shooters and all that. Um, yeah. Shooters was on the other side. Shooters on the West side. And it's now shooters is now uh, something called the, music box supper club it's a big it's a big like uh, multiple ballroom venue they have they have lots of cover bands and stuff down there and um they have lots of uh, uh weddings and stuff like that's right on the it's the old shooters building they expanded it made it bigger well right on the right on the river it's really nice it's a, it's, a, it's a nice place so as we go on here mm-hmm I'm gonna ask you to be honest. Yeah. Don't lie. Don't be a fanatic. Just tell the truth. Yeah. Where do you think the Browns are right now? Where do I think they are? Yes. And if you say Cleveland or Berea, I think they're. I think. I, I think they're right. I. I think they're. Uh, I think they're just a. Uh, ex, they're just experience, and. Uh, just experience and uh, good coaching and good decisions away from the AFC championship. Seriously. I don't, I don't think, I think that if they had a more experienced team, we, the chiefs wouldn't have made it to the AFC championship last year because a more experienced defensive coordinator would not have let Chad Henney <laughs> get a first down. <laughs> at the end of that game, and we would have had a, shot, had a shot at the AFC Championship. I think the only two teams right now that are definitely ahead of us in the AFC are the Chiefs and the and the um, the Bills. I think are both ahead of us. I think we're right there with the Ravens and the Steelers. Everybody says the Steelers are on the decline, but the Steelers were eleven and zero before they were eleven and five. So. Um, they, uh, the Steelers are still, I think the Steelers are, are going to be fine. I think they're going to be right back in it. I think we're going to have this still be in the toughest division in football. Um, but uh, I seriously, I think we're right there with, I think the three, the three central division teams are all almost on equal footing right now. Um, the, the, the is really, I think the Steelers have a really underrated running back that uh, kid from Alabama that they just, uh, they drafted to plug and play in their, uh, as a running back. They have no, they don't, they didn't really fix their offensive line, which I'm hoping we can, that's how we decimate them this year. Um, yeah, the clowny, but the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh situation. I know everyone's saying that they're on a decline. I don't think that they're on a decline. I think they're on a plateau right now. I yeah, think, that's, a good, that's a good way of saying it. I, I don't think that they're any better than they were last year. They have a running back now. That's a fabulous thing. But mm-hmm. really, are they any better this year than they were last year? I don't think so. Uh, Big Ben, he he has what I call Drew Brees syndrome. He can't throw past 20 yards. 
Uh, actually, they actually looked better when uh, those last two games of the season, Mason Rudolph looked really good against us. That's what scared me like is that everyone kept, yeah. everyone kept saying, what are yeah. they going to do when they don't have Big Ben? And I'm like, well, Mason Rudolph actually has been a pretty good quarterback when he's been brought in. He yep. may not be a a top, you know, Super Bowl, six-time Super Bowl champ, but he can lead a team to the playoffs. He's serviceable. He's serviceable, I think. Yeah. yeah. How have you uh how how have you handled the new coach after everything that you and I have been Browns fans for a long time. I have to say yeah. this out loud here. There have been coaches that we have been disappointed in. I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm a, I'm a Homer. I have, there's only one coach in the last 20 years. I haven't liked, <laughs> I'm serious. Only one I've liked every coach. I just don't think any of them have gotten a fair shake. Pat Shermer, I thought was horrible. I, <laughs> I didn't like him when they hired him. I didn't like, I never, never liked Pat Shermer, but I thought, Romero Prinell was 11 and five and missed the playoffs and they fired him the end of the next year. Cause he went six and 10 with a bunch of injuries. You know, they gave, uh, they gave the tight end coach, uh, what was his name? Chick, they gave that kid one year, boom, fired him. Now kitchens. I loved kitchens. I loved kitchens when they hired a man. I love a good old boy with a Southern draw and is that dog won't hunt and all that stuff. <laughs> I love that guy. And he just imploded. I don't know. I now, obviously I love that guy. And by the middle of the season, I hate him. Um, you know, but, uh, I mean, he even wore a Pittsburgh started it t-shirt, uh, on the news. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I was funny. I mean, love that guy. Love, but hey, but anyway, if you I, don't wear brown and orange, you don't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, um, so I might not be the right guy to talk about this, but at the same time, I uh, I liked Stefanski when they hired him, only because he seemed like he was smart, young, smart, young, smart guy. I mean, he's seventeen years younger. What is he? 36, 30, I don't know how old he is. Yeah, he's he's. I think that they said that he was 16 years younger than me. So, yeah, I don't know how I don't know what uh, I don't know what um, um, how old he is. I'll look it up. All so he's like 37. Okay, so he's 14 years younger than we are. Um, yeah, he's 30. Yeah, he's 39 years old. Anyway, yeah, he, uh, he. Um, I think I think he meshes well with the with the front office, and I think that's part of the issue over the years is that the front office and the coaching staff hasn't always been on the same page. I think they were on the same page when they got Dorsey and Dorsey kind of laid the foundation for what they've got going now with all the draft picks and everything. And uh, you know, the, uh, I think Dorsey got the short end of the stick on this whole thing. Oh, absolutely. He did. I think he did too. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, now that I look at what, Andrew Barry and Stefanski have done together. I mean, just, just looking at the roster moves this year, I mean, they needed, they needed a shutdown corner. They got one. They needed a, they might've, they may have had, they may have gotten two with Newsom in the draft. Um, they, uh, they, uh, they needed a, a cover, a, a, a nickel corner. They got one. They needed a, a, they cut Sheldon Richardson. So they needed a run stopping 
defensive tackle. They got one, Clowney. Clowney on papers, everybody talks about him being a pass rusher, but he's a run stopper. The guy stops the run like crazy. Um, I, and then, I, uh, I learned my lesson with the with the uh, show that I did two years ago uh, and talking about the on paper. Because on oh, paper, yeah. oh, absolutely, yeah. the Freddie Kitchens year should have been, should have, yeah. should have been Could've a been. Super Bowl. Could have been, yeah. And I'm not, and, it, and the, obviously, obviously, they just they they had holes. All their holes are on the defensive side of the ball. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. They they added a couple nice pieces on offense. They added a, what they added a, a kid, the little uh, the kid from Auburn with the with the world class speed. I came Schwartz is his name. Kid runs a I don't know. Runs a four I don't, I don't, or something. A man mm, is his name. I, you know what? I should have had this up on my screen. I knew What's that. Should have had the list of everyone that we picked up this year. Well, you got Newsom in the first round. You got JOK in the second round. I can't even say it's Jeremiah. I can't even say his last I name. I like that kid. Yeah. That kid's going to be tough. Well, the thing, the thing about him is, is he's undersized for a linebacker. Um, but, uh, Obviously, at um, where where Woods came from, our defensive coordinator, um, the 49ers really didn't. They really don't. Um, they really didn't run a lot. Of, their defense was hybrid. They really didn't use a lot of linebackers. Right. As more of a coverage linebacker. So, which I think will be great at. I mean, he's in, in college, he was. So, um, then the kid that they signed from uh, from uh, the Colts, Walker, linebacker. Everybody on the Colts, everybody on the Colts said that he was the heart and soul. He was the leader on the defense and we signed him away. <laughs> so um, that's got, I, I, I think we're making, we're making smart moves. We're making just, we're not making flashy moves. These aren't, we didn't sign, you know, some, um, you know, they signed the, the two guys from uh, the Rams, uh, the two cornerbacks from the Rams. They didn't go after the high price guys. The uh, um, you know, they didn't go after these, the uh, the name they just went after solid veterans who you know who played the position really really well and uh, that's that's a huge improvement over last year and last year our offense hung with everybody you know the only game our offense wasn't in was the very first game against the Ravens the the first game otherwise our offense was in every game all year long you know and that I you know throughout the the games last year. It wasn't. Re- I was impressed last year with the change that we saw in Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. and that that all comes down to coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 Freddie Kitchens Baker Mayfield had twenty one interceptions, which really was mind boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you never had that before. I've never had it in college either. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we we move into. A new coaching staff and and he's a different character he he's i i said this on the podcast about three four weeks ago this really is like baker mayfield's sophomore year yeah. His, yeah. Yeah. his first year with you was was full of turmoil uh and and I don't think you could really count that. His next year is with Freddie Kitchens. How can you really count that? Uh, 
that then he gets with Stefanski, who I think has brought something that I don't think we've seen since Marty Schottenheimer, and that's stability. And discipline. Discipline, yeah. st- stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's literally calmed everything down in the Cleveland organization to where you're you're actually yeah, seeing to, something positive. So, well, you know, a good example of of, uh, of everybody being on the same page today. They um, today they had uh, their first mandatory mini camp, and for the last two weeks they've had OTAs and they've all been voluntary. And J.C. Treader is the president of the union. Our center is the president of the players' union. So. Basically, our entire office has not been present at OTAs for the last two weeks. And so the whole team was together for the first time today, and they were entered. So Chubb gets in front of the microphone, and the first thing they ask him is, so, Nick, what about your contract situation? You know, this is a contract year for you. What do you think? And he said, well, I'm letting my agent think about that. I'm just here to play football. <laughs> that's all he said. And then they went to uh, – they went to uh, – um, Ward, can't think of his first name now. Our cornerback, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, who was signed the same year, and they said, "Denzel, you're a contract year. What do you What do you think? And what do you said? Hey, I'm just here to play football. I'm letting my agent handle that." <laughs> Baker said the same thing. So you got every everybody they asked it. They all said the exact same thing. <laughs> and you've, we've never seen that in the Browns. So they're all on the same page now. I don't I don't know whether they talked about that between the players or if Stefanski coached them to say that. But, uh, you know, well, I, I think they learned their lesson after after the debacle from two years ago to just keep your mouth shut and play football. It's possible. I mean, and then last year they never got to be together. I mean, shoot, that team, that team never between COVID quarantines and shutdowns. And I mean, half the time they weren't even practicing for crying out loud. And they were still winning games. Um, Jer- Jeremiah Oswu Koromoa. <laughs> You just call him J-O-K. J. <laughs> that's what everybody. That's what everybody's calling him. J-O-K. Yeah. Yeah. We picked him up. Yeah. R- Richard LeCount. Yeah. Tommy. Gosh, I can't. I, to- I could... uh, kid from Ohio State. Toa guy or something. Toa guy. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a beast. Um. Here, I'll make this real easy for you. That's who we traded, or I mean drafted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Tony Fields was the last guy. Uh, I was, yeah, you know, I've the, been. The, the, the cool thing is, some of these guys may never, may not even make it onto the team. Um, we're that good now. I think I, some of those guys may not even make it on the practice squad. We, we did a draft podcast during the, the first two segments of the draft. And I literally kept saying to myself, this is the first time I have gone to the draft and not needed a quarterback. Yeah. Well, it's a couple in a couple of years. Yeah. 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 It's a nice well, I, I, I didn't know if Baker was the guy last year. I, yeah. I, I, like I said, I still think that this is his sophomore year. I have seen, Baker be good with you, seen him be bad with Freddie, seen him be good with Stefanski. 
if he's good again this year, then he's the real deal. Well, don't forget about how good he was with Kitchens after they fired Hugh. So they fired Hugh, and the second half of the season, Stefanski was the offensive court, or not Stefanski, um, Kitchens was the offensive coordinator, and Baker looked like looked looked like a they went seven eight and one. Yeah, but cra- crazy guy, crazy guy, Greg. Uh... Greg Williams, but yeah, Greg Williams is the defensive coordinator and was the head coach. But but, I don't but he here's here's the thing, I like Greg Williams. So do I. I think he's a motivator. I think he motivated that group into those wins. Could be. Could be. If you notice, the minute that Greg Williams was taken out, that was not the same team no, that Freddie no. Kitchens had. Yep. It was the same people, but it wasn't the same team. That's no. I, I give I give Greg Williams a lot of credit for being able to motivate that team into what they did. And I wish he would have gotten the head coach job right up until I see the results of Kevin Stefanski last year and I go, oh. I don't think he'll, poor Greg, I don't think he'll ever get a head coaching job because of Bounty Gate. Well, is it going to be, I don't think Bounty Gate is going to be it. I mean, because he he went to the Jets last year and got fired from there for for making some of the most horrendous calls I've ever seen. He was making, I mean, the the whole thing is he's a high-risk, high-reward guy. That's how he was with the Browns, too. The entire year, we were wondering why he had Julius Peppers playing 40 yards back. Well, guess what? We didn't give up any big plays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you knew our pass defense was horrible, so play the best guy in best defense 40 yards back and make sure nobody gets past him. <laughs> what, what makes me laugh about you bringing up Shermer is that I just found the Pat Shermer song There's when I was Shermer going song? through my old uh, – old CDs for my old computer. I remember the Pat Shermer song. How could you not remember the Pat Shermer song? Don't remember it. I will send it to you when, uh, when we get done, I I, I can't play it because of copyright crap. I can't play it. Oh, it'll, oh yeah. I'll shut your podcast on. I get it. it. Um, but it's, Freaking hilarious. It's literally a hate song towards Pat Shermer. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Pat Shermer Christmas was what it was. Huh. I'll have to look that one up. I don't remember. Look it up on YouTube. That's that's hmm. where I think I borrowed it from. All right. It is. Uh, and as far as that goes, YouTube, I'm still borrowing it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, so we, we've talked about the coach. Yeah. We've talked about the new members. Let's talk about the old members of the team. All right. Most exciting thing that you're looking forward to this year. This year? I from think so. from yeah, I think players that we have had signed already. Well, I think, I think, um, I think, uh, that offense didn't have any time together last year to gel because of COVID. Um, and they still looked like one of the best offenses in the league last year. I think this year they actually get to practice together, actually get to hang out together, actually get to do film study together. They actually get to do, they actually get to do the things that NFL teams do. 
they get to work in a, in in a classroom now. Yeah, and imagine you know, imagine the difference that uh, a year will make. Plus the continuity. All those guys are going to have their second year in a system, and the Browns. That's the reason. The reason that I think we've been so unsuccessful is we don't give anybody a chance. We fire everybody after a year and a half or two years, and nobody gets a chance for any continuity. So see you, see you know. Um, and uh, I think these guys will have a chance to grow. I think Baker will look better. Um, I really, he'll, I think he'll progress. I don't think there's any reason for him to go the other direction unless, unless he, you know, suffers some sort of injury. And then you've got, uh, you know, I, Odell coming back. I, I know they played better without him last year. Everybody points out how Baker played better without him, but I also think Baker in the second half of the season actually figured out the offense. And by the time Baker figured out the offense and figured out what Stefanski was doing with everything. By the time he had it all figured out, Beckham was injured and out for the rest of the year. So I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, Beckham took over that Cowboys game. Sorry to your friends down there in Texas, but (laughs) that's okay. I have no friends. (laughs) Yeah. He, uh, I mean, he, he, he schooled that he schooled the the Cowboys game. He looked like the the Beckham of old. And then a couple weeks later, you know, a couple weeks later he's hurt. So, um, I think, uh, seeing, you know, them on the field together, people's Jones as a, as a wide receiver. Um, I, even though, even though he's got that horrible pedigree being from Michigan, he's still, uh, he's still, uh, he still looked great. I mean, he had a game winning catch against the Bengals. Um, you know, um, and plus obviously Chubb and Chubb and Hunt together in the backfield, they, they just, at the end of the year, you know, they were just running over people. Um, teams they had no business running over. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was only- very glad to see Hunt re-sign with the yeah. team. I yeah, think yeah, it's. Yeah. I I think that the the dynamic of those two is. I I don't ever remember us having a team with two running backs like that. I mean, oh, Mac and Biner was the last time we did. Mac and Biner. <laughs> That's the last time we did. They both had a thousand yards a couple of years in a row. Mm. So yeah, I seem to remember Kevin Mack dropping a football once or twice, though. That was Biner on the two yard line. Was that the Biner? Was that Biner on the two yard line? Yes. See, I'm getting old, man. I can't yes. remember stuff anymore. Um, I, I'm I can't gonna say my wife's birthday, but I can remember <laughs> Kevin Mack was better than Ernest Biner with the football. <laughs> I'm gonna say the two things that are old that I am looking forward to seeing. Number one is going to be OBJ. I think he's, I think he's gotten pretty much ripped by the Cleveland media as being a player that, um, as the Cleveland Browns did better without him. Really kind of tired of hearing that because him and Baker literally only had six games to play with each other under a real coach. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't say that. If he comes back and and his talent is down again this year, then okay, he's a mistake. But I don't think he is. He's one of my favorite I love him. I was the happiest guy in the world when New York lost him to us. 
that is one of my big things that I'm looking forward to from the past. And the second thing is Grant Delpit. This guy's a beast. I watched him play at LSU. Mm -hmm. This guy is going to change the backfield. You're, you're, you're going to be amazed at the ability that this kid has. And I, I know everyone, everyone keeps telling me, ah, you know, they're, but, but he went through that surgery. He may not be the same. Give the guy a chance. He hasn't even played a day in the NFL yet. Let him show what he can do. Yep. Uh, if he's even a quarter of what he was at LSU, it's better than what we've had in the past. Yep, absolutely, so, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm. Well, I, think about the, I think we're forgetting about the heart. I think, I think the actual leader of the whole team. I think the, the spiritual and uh, spiritual and uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the heart of that team is Jarvis Landry too. I think Jarvis Landry is a beast. That guy's, that guy, uh, that guy is uh, the go-to guy. That's who Baker looks for when nobody else can catch the ball. That's you know when nobody else is open, he squeezes it into to, to Jarvis. Jarvis is the vocal leader on the team, and um, you know even in the years they were losing, um, I think Jarvis is the key to the whole thing too. I'm an Ohio State and an LSU fan, mm-hmm. and as most people or anyone who knows me, I'm, I'm probably an LSU fan because it's a tiger and they wear purple, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, Jarvis Landry has been my favorite player on the Cleveland Browns since he got here. You you could see it. You could see it in the building, the Browns episodes. Yeah. That Jarvis Mm -hmm. has really taken over as, as the captain of this team yeah. and, and, you know, he holds I, other players accountable. It, he holds other players accountable. He's, he's the glue between the offense and, and the offense behind the line. He mm-hmm. is what, you know, that, that Baker Mayfield and Jarvis working together thing is what has made Baker Mayfield a hundred times better than, than he probably is. You know, I I don't consider Baker Mayfield to be the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's got the best team around him, which gives Mm -hmm. him a better shot at, at a super bowl than Tom Brady's got. I'm not sure about that yet, but but we're getting close. We're getting there. We're getting there. This this year, if they uh, if they uh, are the same, well, they can't have the same record this year because we got seventeen games. But uh, <laughs> if they go eleven and six, or they go twelve and five, um, and they're about the same as last year, I think uh, they'll prove that they're they'll prove that they're 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 back they're back where they need to be. Um, you know. I, uh, I'd be very, I'd be very happy if they, uh, I think they need to win two playoff games this year, not just one. That doesn't mean they need to make it to the Super Bowl, but I think, uh, I think they definitely, you know, um, to, to, to show for, for me to be happy, they gotta, they have to, uh, they have to be better than last year. And, Ladies and gentlemen, I have the book here, the book. What book's that? 
Uh, oh, the book of uh, those tickets? No, that is the games for this year. Oh, okay. Of which I filled out about a week ago. Oh, okay. Myself. What you just said, my prediction this year mm-hmm. is 11 and 6. Mm. Uh, I, I prediction. I do predict that. Uh, here's the thing. I think it's I think it's going to be a fight this year between Buffalo and the Cleveland Browns to go to the Super Bowl. You don't think Kansas City's in there? Nope. Really? Hmm. No. After the way they played the last half of the season last year, I don't think so. Hmm. They didn't really pick a lot up in the draft. But then again, they're already overextended as far as money goes. But then again, so are we. We're $6 million in the hole right now. Yeah, half the NFL is over the cap. Next year, the cap goes up by 40 million bucks. Right. I think it's 220 million next year. I think I'm wrong. I think it's 208. Well, they they haven't made any announcement as to what it's going to be next year because they don't don't know what the attendance policy is going to be yet. Right. Right. But... But with that said, you, 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 almost every team this year is going to take a luxury tax hit because almost every team is over the salary cap. We are, I think the last time I looked, we are the sixth highest salary in the NFL this year. I got it right here. I think 11 and 6 is a pretty decent guess, too. Just looking at my schedule very quickly. Um, okay. I think we lose to each of the teams in the, NF- in the AFC Central once. I think we lose to Kansas City. I think we lose to Arizona. I think we lose to New England. Okay, here, let let me do this the same way that I did it with, with my other guys. Kansas City Chiefs, first week. What's your, what's your pick? Loss. I have that as a loss myself. Texans. Win. Bears. Win. So far, we're three, three for three. Uh, Vikings. Win. Ooh, I have that as a loss. Chargers. Win. I have that as a loss. Cardinals. Loss. Win. Hmm. Broncos. Loss. Oh, sorry, win. That's a win. That's a win. I have that as a win. Steelers. Steelers at home. That's a win. Win. Bengals. Loss. You have the Bengals as a loss? I think we're going to split with them this year. I think both games, both games last year, we we won by one less than a touchdown, and Burrow's coming back, so it's not like he's going to unless unless Burrow if Burrow's playing, I think we split with him. Mm, I have he's that. Gonna get one of us, get one, get one this year. I have that as a win. Uh, New England Patriots. I think that's a loss. I have it as a loss. The Lions win. Win. The Ravens. Loss. Loss. 
bye week. The Ravens win. Win. The Raiders win. Win. The Green Bay Packers win. I have that as a loss. Steelers. Uh, Loss. I have that as a win. Bengals. That's the win. That's the one we'll win in the last game of the season. I have that as a win. Um, You you don't have 12 and 5? No, I have 11 and 6. Vikings. I have 11 and 6. Oh, okay, that's what I got too. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what's what's very odd is that the other Bob that's on the show with me on Mondays and Thursdays, it, his wins and losses are totally different than yours and mine. Oh. Like yours and mine are very close. His are just absolutely wacky. And I don't know why people are thinking that we're going to beat Green Bay because there is still time for Aaron Rodgers to make it onto the team. National TV, only only game on Christmas night. I mean, when Baker's on national TV, man, you you saw that you saw that the the uh, I the, cannot use the the uh, you saw the uh, what's his name Lamar Jackson diarrhea Monday night game. Come on, man. That, I cannot use kid came out of the came off the toilet into the game. I and, cannot use the stats from <laughs> a television. I mean, I'm telling so it's you, a national game. Who nationally cares? televised game? Baker's gonna bake Odell's gonna ball out. It's a nationally televised game, kind of like LeBron on Christmas. It's gonna be Baker on Christmas. Oh, yeah, kind of amazing. Having grown up in the Cleveland area, being born in Cleveland, seeing the Cleveland Browns be the joke of the NFL for many years of my life, and now to see them as America's team just makes me smile all over. I never thought I'd see the day. I thought that Every Christmas was the same Christmas that we had with the Denver Broncos, the drop. Oh, yeah, that was, a, was, that was a Christmas Eve game, wasn't it? It <laughs> was a Christmas Eve game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had a couple of I saw the Seattle Seahawks pound us on Christmas Eve. A couple of years, every year, the past few years, it seems like we're always playing the Steelers on Christmas Eve, and they're pounding the heck out of us. But we have nothing to play for by the time Christmas is around, usually. So I have always said that, you know, I'm from Cleveland. I've learned how to live with disappointment. Um, but I can't say that this year. I've, I've actually, I, I know that you don't think that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I understand that. Oh, I, I didn't say I don't think they're going to go. I, I, I think it's, I, I'd be happy if they made it to the AFC championship. And I think that's where they're going to go. I think they'll, I put my hundred bucks on the Cleveland Browns, just like I have every year. Uh, one what, of these what are the days, odds this year, what are the one odds of these days year? it'll come to fruition, but what, what odds did you get when you put the bet down? Uh, I think it was 200 to one this year. Really this year. Wow. No, that was, that was, 
That was the Freddy Kitchens year. That was the Freddy oh, okay. Kitchens year that I got 200. I thought I heard like eight to one or something like that. Like last year was 80 to one. Oh, okay. And then this year, I'm I'm sure that it's going to, I I haven't even placed my bet yet, but it, oh, I'm okay. sure that it's going to be right around four to one. Yeah. I don't know. The odds are really, I mean, most of the odds takers have been, have been pushing the Browns because on paper, they are the best team. And, and you can't really dispute that. The players that they have on the roster, uh, they're, they're some of the best in, in their position. Our problem has always been injury. Uh, last year, but we lost Grant Delpit and OBJ. Never, Grady Williams never played either. Right. So, so Bell didn't play half the year. Yeah. So it's uh, I, I, I also I, lost a couple of offensive linemen there during the playoffs. I think this year is going to be a, a totally different beast. Mm-hmm. Everyone's healthy right now. The preseason has now been cut down to three games instead of, well, last year we didn't have any preseason. Right. Um, I wish they would have kept with that. I, I don't like preseason. Uh, I think it's like it even less now. There's only three games. They'll probably only play the starters in one of them. <laughs> if they even play them. Well, usually I, I starters, think you don't, starters think, don't play in the first game. Usually they usually play in the second game. Then they usually play with one series in the third game and then they don't play in the fourth game. Right. So now, now you got to compress that. So they'll probably play one series in the first game. They'll probably play the, a half in the second game and play, not play in the third game. <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. Who do you see on the NFC going all the way? Who do you think can go up against the Buccaneers? Um, you know, I, uh, I think Seattle's due. I think Seattle's due to con- for a comeback year. I think Pete Carroll's gonna is going to uh, retire pretty soon. I think they're uh, they seem to be throwing all their eggs into the basket this year. Um, but I don't I don't know if they can beat the Buccaneers. Um, I think the Rams got worse because we signed half their defense away. Um, <laughs> I think uh, they lost their quarterback. The 49ers really didn't have a chance last year. To, because uh, all the injuries of their quarterbacks. So, so I, you know, 49ers, I think the 49ers have a shot at taking down the Buccaneers. But I don't think the Bears, everybody's, everybody's high on the Bears because they signed or they, they drafted Justin Fields, but I don't think they're going to play him this year. I think that's a smart thing to do. I think this was very, look what Patrick Mahomes did after just sitting and watching for a year. What Aaron Rodgers did after sitting and watching for a couple of years behind behind Favre. So let's see here. Share. And I don't think I think the Packers are going to regress based on the fact that they don't seem to be happy. Um, I'm trying to bring up the NFC here. Ooh, uh, you looking at New Orleans Saints are going to be interesting this year. Uh, no Drew Brees, but I don't know what they're... Uh, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't really see any team in the NFC that's going to do anything. Um, the Cardinals, look, the Cardinals are got, got better. The Cardinals could be a wild card in there. Cardinals signed a lot of guys on defense. They might be, uh, they might be. The Cardinals a, look like they, they might be a. Uh, of course, I just named the entire AFC, NFC West. I, I talked about the 49ers and the Seahawks as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyways, hmm. pretty interesting talk. Yeah. Had a good time with this. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Sure, I did. Yeah. No, I no. am going to close this out right here. All right. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you again the next time you're on. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, brother. On behalf of myself. And the rest of us here at the Cleveland Sports Fan, we'd like to say thank you for listening to this podcast. For links to our podcast, YouTube channel, or Patreon page, please go to www.clevelandsportsfan.com. You can have access to full-length videos that aren't posted anywhere on our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com backslash Cleveland Sports Fan. You can also find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Cleveland Sports Fan. And on Twitter, you can find me at at TheClevelandFA1. Once again, thank you for listening. Be kind to each other. Please support your military and veterans. And have a fine, fine Cleveland day. See ya!